Father, we just want to thank you once again, O oh Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, even as we've worshipped and we have praised, Lord, I pray truly, Lord, Father, that you would refresh us. Refresh us, O oh Lord. We might be learning the old things, but Lord, your word is forever fresh. And this morning we pray, Lord, that you would feed us with your manna, freshly baked from your oven, O oh Lord, and you would satisfy us, O oh Lord, satisfy us in our souls. Father, may us may we not be like those Israelites, O oh Lord, who asked so many things of you, and you gave them their request, but you sent leanness into their soul. But Lord, this morning, O oh Lord, we want to be lean in our flesh, but fat in our soul, fat in our spirit, that our body, our mind will be under the control of the Holy Spirit. Teach us your ways, show us your paths, and lead us in the way of everlasting life. Come at this time into your hands, anoint us afresh, even to speak and to hear your words this morning. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory, for in Jesus' name, Amen. As we've uh, been in a series on teaching, every aspect of the spiritual life has to be taught. And uh, last time, last Sunday, uh, we looked at, uh, last Wednesday, if I'm right, we looked at learning to be a son, and we've been looking at uh, teaching and how we resist. Uh, the old man resists this teaching and the training in the spirit. And therefore, we have to learn, and learning is a discipline, and this is something which we have to be constantly constant every day of our life, consistent. It's a consistent uh, pressure that we have to be, that we have to apply upon um, our bodies. It is not a pressure; it's not stressful. It is, uh, it's, it's something of the Holy Spirit, which is a, it's like a, you know, for example, when the examination is near, okay, you're, you're aware of it, right, right. Um, uh, I remember those days during my exams, I used to grow a beard. <laughs> and we have uh, one brother who grows his hair. I understand where he's coming from. <laughs> so there's a, there's a pressure, there's a constant stress. You're, you're there, you're aware of it. And, uh, you're constantly disciplining yourself, I remember. So this morning we'll le- look at uh, another aspect of uh, spiritual life, what we have to learn. Uh, learning to be the bride. I mean, uh, we'll come to that. In a you know in a while as to what it means what it entails, uh, let's read uh, from Second Corinthians chapter eleven, and let's read from verse uh, one onwards, two onwards. Uh, in the NIV version, it says, "I hope you will put up with me in a little with a little foolishness." Yes, please put up with me. And it says, "I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy." There's a jealousy which is allowed, and it's godly jealousy, and that's one of his names. His name is Jealous. Yakana. I promised you to one husband. Or rather it says, I betrothed you to one husband. To Christ. So that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So there's a good jealousy that we need to have. Jealousy or zealous, other translations will use the word zealous. Holy zeal is so important. Godly zeal. The zeal of God. It's zeal for the Lord's house, it says about Jesus. Consumed him. Uh, in Psalm 16, it says, the, the zeal for your house is eating me up. Okay, it's eating me up. 
It's a very important zeal to have. Whatever happened to zeal? Okay. It's so, so important for us to sustain that. It's something, it's not a, a flash in the pan kind of a zeal. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it, it says. What will it perform? The government will be upon his shoulder and upon the increase of his government, there shall be no end. And it says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. It's not a zeal with which he created the universe. No, it's a zeal of redemption. It's a zeal for him to have for himself a bride set apart for himself. Okay. Okay. Uh, the government of God to the authority of God to increase in our lives. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. That is the reason why one of the, one of the characters that we often look at when we, when it, as far as zeal is concerned in the old covenant is Phineas. He was zeal, zealous for God with the, with the, the God kind of a zeal. He was zealous for the things that God was zealous about. It says, if you read Numbers chapter 25. You're not going there. So zeal is important. That's what, that's, that's the reason why Proverbs chapter 23 in the uh, new uh, English translation, this is what it says. My child, if your heart is wise, then my heart also will be glad. <laughs> if your heart is wise, my heart also will be glad. My soul will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. Do not let your heart envy sinners. Or rather, the word for envy again is Zeal, yeah. <laughs> Don't, yeah, exactly. Zeal, zealous for sinners, but rather be zealous in fearing the Lord. When? All the time. Be zealous in fearing the Lord all the time. So this is something which is so important. We have to guard that zeal, that guard that fire. Okay, so that is the reason why he tells the Laudation Church, he says, you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were either hot nor, uh, or either hot or cold because you are lukewarm. I want to spew you out of, your, out of my, out of my mouth. And therefore he says, be zealous and repent. Zeal. You lost your zeal. Zeal is absolutely important. And that is something which we have to guard. And I'll tell you why that is important in, in as far as, uh, Today's teaching is concerned. Second uh, Corinthians chapter eleven again, verse four. If for if someone comes to you and preaches an, a Jesus other than the Jesus that we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit that you have received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily. You tolerate. So one of the ways that you know that you have lost your zeal is when you begin to tolerate sin. It's okay. Chalega. That is the reason why he is upset with the angel of the church at Pergamum. He says, you have tolerated. You yourself did not, what is that, subscribe to the doctrine, but you tolerated some among you who have subscribed to the doctrine of Balaam. See, the toleration, tolerance, ponile, is one of the worst words in Telugu. Ponile means chalega, it's okay. Chalta. Chaltika nam. Gadi, no. That means that's, a, that's what we Indians are. Kuch bhi chalega. Jugaad kar do bas. But you see, that is the reason why, you know, one German, one scientist. Two Germans, two scientists, three Germans, third world war. Because they are absolutely meticulous in their design. You should see the way they, the best of, best of the cars is not the Japanese cars actually. It's the German engineering. It's supposed to be the best in the world. Okay. BMWs and the, Volkswagens and BM Bamway, huh? all these engineering comes from Germany. They are they are supposed to be the best in the world. And as far as automobile engineering is concerned, so it's talking about a different gospel, a different spirit, and a different Jesus. You tolerate. 
ultimately you have a different picture of jesus altogether that is the reason why the constant teaching of the word of god through the spirit of god like the way eliezer teaches rebecca even through her journey from uh, laban's house to her to beerlairoi throughout the journey what is she speaking about or rather what whom, whom is he speaking about the spirit of the lord through eliezer is speaking about isaac is building this image of isaac guarding the heart of rebecca from all the other uh, uh young men who could possibly attract her attention okay so today this morning we'll look at um, nine characteristics of uh, a bride okay nine is a good number nine symbolizes divine completeness Ni- divine completeness how many fruit there are fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit has how many characteristics how many dimensions nine okay Three times three, okay? Three, three, three. Nine, nine. So nine is a number of divine completeness. We look at nine characteristics as to what we have to inculcate in order for us to be prepared as a bride, okay? <clears throat> Whether we'll attain to that is only God who will be the ultimate judge. But our, see, we have to attain, we have to uh, aim for the stars. Uh, we'll at least end up with the, okay? End up with something, no? Maybe if you, if you aim for New Jerusalem, maybe you'll end up with New Heaven. But if you are bare minimum requirement, I want to be in New Earth. Just pass. Maybe you will end up in Hell. We don't know. Okay. So aim, aim for the stars. Our job is to give the best that we can. The results are in God's hands. Paul plants, Apollos waters. God gives the increase. Therefore, he who plants and he who waters is nothing, but he who gives the increases is everything. Therefore, be very careful as to how you build. That's very important. Those things are important. Okay. Be very careful as to how you build. So aim, maybe we'll end up somewhere at least. Okay. At least that, that aim has to be there. Therefore, the constant, we have to be pushed. See, as I said, something of the spirit is not natural for us. The natural man does not (laughs) desire the things of the spirit of God because they are foolishness. (coughs) So, Revelation chapter 14, let's read. Um, If we are not looking at who these 144,000 people are, it could be a symbolic number, it could be the Jewish people, it could be... See, the problem is we get into, we start majoring in minors and we lose the principle. Get the principle. Get the principle. Okay, let us read on. Then I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion. And with him 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and and like the voice of, of a loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists. There were no guitarists. Okay, there were harpists playing their harps or maybe whatever stringed instruments equivalent to guitar. Okay, and I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. Most of the songs were written on, on, upon stringed instruments. Oh, important. What instrument is this? A stringed instrument. Okay, it is not, it is electronic, but electronic string. Okay, stringed instrument. Okay, that is the reason why when you have stringed instruments, there's a there's a beauty which comes. You cannot sing minor chords on tabla or drums. Only the stringed instruments can give you that refrain. Am I right, Peter? <laughs> that is the little knowledge that I have. And then it says this, verse 3, they sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one 
could learn the, that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they were virgins. They are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. The point is, who are these? Jewish people? Gentiles? I don't want to go into those controversies, but I want to look at the characteristics that they propose. My eyes are on the, on the principle. The major and not the minor. Look at what it says. Who are these is a question. And nine attributes are given. Nine characteristics are listed over here. That's what I talked talked about. Nine is the number of divine completeness. Divine completeness. And what are these nine characteristics? Look at those nine characteristics in detail. It says, they have his father's name on the foreheads. First thing. They sang before the throne of God. Second. Third, they were not defiled by women. Fourth, they were virgins. Actually, in the Telugu, it's even more beautiful. The way they, uh, the fourth characteristics is mentioned. I'll come to it uh, later when I'm uh, talking about that. They follow the lamb wherever he goes. They were redeemed from among men. They were first fruits to God and to the lamb. Eight, no deceit was in their mouth. Verse 9, they were without fault before the throne of God. Nine characteristics of the bride. Okay. This is so important. Okay. See, they sang before the throne of God and they were faultless before the throne of God. You see that? Point number two, the characteristic number, they sang before the throne of God. You said, you will say, oh, what is singing got to do with a characteristic? No. Anybody can sing. We'll come to that. So first let us see this nine characteristics. First, step by step, you know, Wednesday's teaching. So you can sharpen your pencils and take take down copious notes. Alright, so let us see. First is name of the father on their forehead. Let us see what, what this means. In Revelation chapter 22, you should see the best way to learn scripture is to compare scripture with scripture and within the book in which that particular verse is mentioned. Typically, that's what you need to do. In Revelation chapter 22, this is mentioned about the bride. And, sorry, and there be, and there shall be, verse 22, and there, uh, chapter 22, verse 3. Revelation chapter 20, 22, verse 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb, and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, isn't it interesting? That's a redundant statement, isn't it? His servants shall serve him. In other words, on the other side of eternity, on this side of eternity, there were servants who did not serve him. Both are mentioned. Okay. His servants serve him. His servants do not serve mammon. His servants do not send serve pleasure. His servants do not serve the, the approval of men. His servants served him. They shall see his face and his name is upon the foreheads. So who are these servants? Who are these people who have the name of God upon their foreheads? These are his servants who served him. Therefore, it's very important for us to understand the word for servant, of course, in the, in the, in the Greek is doulos, from which we get the word bond servant. And the word for serve is letreia, from which we get the word worship or service. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is your reasonable act of worship or your reasonable service. Latreya. 
It is a lifestyle of worship. Again, the Hebrew equivalent of that is Abad, which is to serve. Ebed, Melek. You see? Ebed, Melek. You come from that. Those words are there. Ebed means a servant. Or a bond servant, essentially. Now, this is essentially what we are supposed to be. Like Jesus himself took upon himself the form of a bond servant. He was a bond servant of God. Though he was a son. He became a servant. And therefore, even though we are sons, we also serve. Okay, you need to understand, we are not slaves in the kingdom of God. We are, we are sons who have become servants. There's a lot of difference. Okay. What does that mean? In my home, in my home, if I clean up my home, it, I do it for myself. Okay. If I'm working, if it's my father's company and if I serve my father's company, I don't serve it for what? Money. You see, you have a stake in it. I have a personal stake in it. You see, that is the reason why, uh, <clears throat> this sonship is such an important thing. No, we, we don't have to go there, but look at this. This is a servant. So who is this? Who is this? Who is a bond servant? In as far as the Bible is concerned, first thing about a bond servant, what is his aim? What is his, what is his motive? What is his ambition? The first thing a bond servant has no ambition, but only one ambition. No selfish ambition, but only one ambition. What is that ambition? Galatians chapter 1. For do I now persuade men, verse 10, do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. So the first thing about a servant, a bond servant is, I want to please God and not men. In the process, men could be pleased or unpleased. That does, it is irrelevant. My aim is to please God. Okay. And why do I please Him? Not because of, I, I have no other choice. See, <laughs> a lot of people come into ministry because they have no other choice. <laughs> okay, that not because they have no other choice. Look at what it says about Deut- in Deuteronomy chapter fifteen. Do you rem- do, uh, you shall remember? This is verse fifteen of Deuteronomy chapter fifteen. Concept, the concept of a bond servant. Okay, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I commanded you this uh, you this thing today. And if it happens that he says to you, I will not go away from you because he loves you, he loves your house, and he prospers with you. You look at this. This is talking about the prosperity of the soul, of course. He loves you first. He's not looking at the prosperity. He loves you. He loves your house. In the house, it's not talking about the things in the house. He's talking about what? The people in the house. You see, that is the reason why in Psalm 16 it says, as for the Ah, saints in the land. They could be painful ones. But his, his confession is, as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Oh, when you look at saints and you say, oh my goodness Lord, when will that become true? When will that become true? You know, when will that become true? When I begin to love him. And then when I see, you know what, you loved me, what did you see in me? So many times we say, Lord, what did you see in him <laughs> that you loved him? And then God will ask you, what did I see in you? You see, they are, they love, he loves you. He loves his house. That is the reason why he says, the person who is born of God loves everyone who is born of God. 
1 John chapter 5. The person who is born of God loves everyone who is born of God. Okay. You don't have to turn that. I did not, I did not put it. Okay. So 1 John chapter 5, it talks, talks about that. And, 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 and there could be people who will not be very pleasant. Okay. But that is how iron sharpens iron. Okay, and then they have to be sparks. But what? Love covers a multitude. That's the reason why it says, let, let you have fervent love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. And he says, do not, do not forget to show hospitality to one another. Okay? Don't do it with grumbling. Right? So this is essentially what he says. He says, because he loves you, he loves his house, loves your house, and he prospers with you, then what should you do? Then you should take an all. Okay, thrust it through his ear to the door, and he shall be your servant forever. Ajanmanta dasi or dasudu. Ajanmanta means for all his life he is going to be his servant. Actually, he says servants for ever. That's exactly what we become there also. We are his servants, and we do his service in his presence, and we have the what is that? The name of our God on our foreheads. So look at this. He, look at this. First, what is happening? He's piercing. Why the piercing? Second, where is he piercing? At the door. What is he piercing? The ear. Three things are there. Very, very important. First is he's piercing. What? He's first is piercing. Piercing means something has got to do with marks. That is the reason that Paul says in something very powerfully. He says, I bear upon my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't trouble me anymore. In other words, in order to become a bond servant, you have to go through a process of piercing. And that's what he tells, uh, uh, Simeon tells uh, Mary, you know, sword will go through your own soul. Piercing. Piercing means it, it's painful. It's not easy. And what is, what is, what, where, where, are, where are you piercing him? You're piercing him at the door. And who's the door? Jesus says, I am the door of the sheep. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. That is the reason why, what is pierced? It is very, what is being, why it is, what is, what is happening to the body? It is being pierced. So where is it being pierced? It is being, it is being pierced at the door. And third thing, what is being pierced? It is the ear which is being pierced. That is the reason why he says in Psalm 40, burnt offerings and sacrifices you did not desire, but, uh, 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 my ears you have dug, it says. <laughs> Your peace pierced my ears. And of course, in Hebrews, he says, my body, a body you have prepared for me. Those, he who has your ear, has your body. Therefore, Samuel, Samuel, and he heard and took his body and ran. He didn't run in his spirit. I'm sleeping, but my spirit is with you. No. He ran alongside, along with his body. He, whoever has your ear, has your body. That is the reason why morning by morning he awakens him and he did not turn what? His body. He awoke. Alright. That is the reason why we have to have the attitude of a bond servant. And bond servant, what is the main aim of the bond servant? Is to please him. My ears are for you Lord. Even though I am serving different people, I could be serving my company. Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 6 about bond servants. You can, you can put software engineers there. Okay. 
the modern bond servant. Okay. Bond servant, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, not according to the spirit. We are not spiritual masters. How many of your bosses are spiritual masters? Hardly. Now think about it, no? If you have to have this kind of an attitude towards a master of the flesh, ah, how much more? If, uh, if he's your, you know, pastor, if you're in a full-time service, whoever it is, no? You have to, you have to think in those terms, okay? Bond servants be obedient to those who are, who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. In sincerity of heart, other translations will use the word singleness of heart. In other words, I'm working for Amazon also for Google. No. Dual employment is what? Uh, you, you know that, right? If, if, if they come to know that you're having two jobs, go, both are gone. They also understand nobody can stu- serve two masters. You cannot serve Amazon and Google at the same time. And that's exactly what I told my director. <laughs> I said, sir, <laughs> if I have to be in this company, remember, I would remember so vividly, you know, I, uh, I was, uh, after finishing P- P- my PhD, uh, I want to, I was, I told my pastor, uh, my professor, I'm going to full-time ministry. He was upset and the director also came to know that and he called me and I looked at him and I said, sir, if I have to be a roboticist, I should be like my boss, 24 by 7 in the lab. And if I have to be this, 24 by 7 over here, I can't be both. I can't serve this and this. It's impossible, sir. And then, you know, my director was so elated about my boss. And he said, Mother, your student has such high regard for you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You see. Look at what it says. With fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as if you're serving, Christ, in other words, you're not a bond servant for your boss. You're a bond servant of Christ. Actually, all these commas ko nikal do, bond servants as to Christ. That's how you need to look at. And then all the other things come. Not with, and the word for eye service is very interesting. Ophthalm, opt, it, it comes from two, uh, two Greek words, ophthalmos and doulos. Ophthalmos and doulos means the slave of the eye. In other words, as long as you are watching, (laughs) you are a slave. Otherwise, you are not a slave. It's amazing how nicely God chooses those words. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from where? From the heart. In other words, if your heart is not in your company, you are in the wrong company. Search for another one. Is my point. Mm, that is my take, okay. If you have your majburi, I don't know. But my, my thing is this. If my heart is not in it, it doesn't matter what the salary is. It's not going to satisfy me. From the heart. With goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. That means what you sow, you will exactly reap. Whatever he is, whatever whether he is free or a slave. Because we are all what? Bond servants of Christ. Again, Colossians chapter 3. Same idea. Bond servants obey in all things, not a few things. Your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity or singleness of heart. Fearing God and whatever you do, do it what? 
heartily as to the Lord and not to men. That is the reason why I tell some 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 of the children who really don't enjoy certain subjects. No, I tell them ask God to give you the interest in the subject. Then you'll start enjoying it. Okay. See, the problem is that should be the aim of every teacher also. Okay. The aim of a teacher is one day the student should not need him. That should be the teacher. In other words, he'll have so much of enjoyment in the subject that he will like to pursue it on his own. Now, they are under taskmasters. That is what tutors are, right? As long as he's under, under tutors, there's no difference between a child and a slave. Okay. But one day, when Abigail says, Papa, I solved this problem from this textbook on my own. Wow. On my own. <laughs> on my own. That means as a, at the job as a teacher, I'm satisfied now. She has begun to enjoy. Okay. She has become from Mr. Anderson to Neo. Okay. You know, if you, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> remember, remember that <laughs> dialogue, right? It's a fantastic dialogue, right? That is the sound of inevitability, Mr. Anderson. That is the sound of your deaths. And what is, what does he say? My name is Neo. <laughs> and then of course Morpheus says, now he's beginning to believe. What a statement, boss. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> See, this is what you begin to believe what you really are. In Christ, you enjoy it heartily. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ in your company. But he who does wrong will be Repaid for what he has done, for there is no partiality. So bond servants, <laughs> okay, software engineers and software engineers, both. Shaft means you know the shaft, no? They're all architects basically. Both. Look at what it says. There's a there's a principle of a bond servant. There's a principle called the principle of submission, which is such a terrible word in the in the modern day, but in the sight of God, it's a fantastic word. First Peter chapter two verse sixteen. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Whether to the king as supreme or to the governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of the evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Nero, by the way. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, yet not using your liberty as a cloak for wise, but as bond servants of God. You see, it is affecting every area of your life. In other words, to become a bride, God looks at every area of your life. That is the reason why when Eliezer is choosing uh, a bride for her husband, uh, for uh, for Isaac, he's just not choosing a virgin. He's looking for a hardworking. We heard on Sunday, hardworking virgin. No, the, the, the thought about for this um, teaching came from Pastor was talking about. There were virgins, ten virgins, the wise virgins, and the foolish virgins. The virgins had anointing only for themselves. But the bride has for others. That's exactly what Eliezer asked Rebecca. If she serves me, not only me, but also my camels. And for that, there's a difference. You have to learn all these things. These are not natural. Okay. Yet, as bond servants of Christ. And therefore it says, honor all people. <laughs> Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Other translations will use the word honor the emperor. And who's the emperor? Nero. And you know who Nero is? Poh! Crazy fellow. 
These are the people who have the name of God on their foreheads. And not only this, they also have a burden for the church. Look at what it says in Ezekiel chapter 9. Now the glory of God of Israel had gone up from the cherub where it had been to the threshold of the temple. And he called to the men clothed with linen who, were, who had the writer's ink horn at his side. And the Lord said to him, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done within it. That's exactly what Daniel was. Who Daniel was? What was it? Who was Daniel? Daniel was a man who was actually in civil service. But what's he doing? He was mourning and weeping over the sins of Jerusalem. He had a burden. Burden. Okay. So, they are his bond servants and they serve him. That is the reason why Romans chapter 12, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It starts with your body, with your, with your ear. And whoever has your ear, has your body. If you have your, that's so important, no? Don't answer a matter before you have heard it completely. It's Proverbs. Don't answer a matter before before you have heard two sides of the story. Because the person who comes first and tells you the story always seems right. And people will just jump to conclusions. So much of emphasis on hearing, 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 hearing. If you incline your ear, my son, give me your ear. Ear, 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 ear. Hearing is such a crucial aspect of of, of our Christian Christian life. And one of the most important things is that we have to practice and preserve the discipline of hearing. And it starts off with, you know, sitting for long hours before the Bible and also enduring long hours of teaching. Okay. Even though sometimes it might not very, it not, it, it may not be very tasty. <clears throat> so what do they have? They have the name of God in their foreheads. What does forehead signify? It signifies a mind. What is a mind? They have the mind to serve. They know the mind of Christ. They have, they know the, 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 the motives and the reasons as to why God is doing certain things. That's what, he, that's, what he, that's what he says, no? The natural man does not uh, receive the things of the Spirit of God, for it is foolishness to him. But we have the what? But we have the mind of Christ. See, the mind of Christ. Mind, mind, mind. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So Romans chapter 12 talks about it. The mind, your forehead, your mind. Guard it. So first thing, they are bond servants. Why? And that is the reason why they have the name of God written on their foreheads. Second, they sang before the throne of God. This is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Singing before the throne of God. And what did this sing? Is important. <clears throat> you see, Revelation chapter 14, let us see. They sang as it were a new song. Okay? Sing unto the Lord a new song. In order to sing a song, we need to first, excuse me, have the lyrics and therefore, and also learn the song. Thank you so much. Okay. It's very important. Look at what it says. They sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except these 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. It's so fantastic. In other words, they could l- not. What do you mean by that? 
what do you mean by not everybody could learn that song? Why, why, why were they not able to learn? You know, simply, not everybody is able to learn because they don't have a teachable spirit. Simple. The point is, what is that song? If you want to have a rough idea as to, not rough idea, okay, yeah, a rough idea as to what kind of a song people in the throne room where the 24 elders are and the four living creatures are, are singing, okay, then you will know that this song cannot be sung, it has to be learnt. And not everybody can learn it. You want to see what you have to have, you want to have a rough, rough estimate as to what that, that song is, that at least the, 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 what do you call, the, the abstract or the meaning of that particular song. Look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 6. In that year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood, stood seraphim, each had six wings, etc. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Holy, holy, holy. So what is the song that they are singing? Okay, what is the song that they are singing? Holy, holy, holy. Now we can sing holy, holy, holy here also. Okay, but... Look at what it says. Did Isaiah join the chorus? No. <laughs> Let me also sing. No, he couldn't. You know, in Telugu it's very interesting. It says, Gana Pratigana Mulu. They were singing one to another, actually. That's the word. Gana Pratigana Mulu. They were singing one to another. And what are they singing? Parishuddhudu, Parishuddhu. Three times. Holy, holy, holy. So, Isaiah didn't say, oh, this is a fantastic song. Let me learn it. First of all, he heard that song and immediately something happened to him. And what happened to him? And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, holy, 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 no. Woe is me for I am undone. Okay. You see, let me tell you something. Holiness has to be learned before you can sing it. You understand? We'll come to that. As to how we do that, how, how we do that, okay? Holiness. Woe is me for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. For I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Okay. Understand that? So we have to learn. We have to learn what it is to be holy. Holiness. And who are these people? They learnt a song that nobody could learn except them because they were redeemed from where? From the earth. That is the point. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know? That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you, are, whom you are from God and you are not your own for you are bought. The word is redeemed at a price from the earth. Therefore, glorify God in your body. 
that is the reason why first Thessalonians chapter 4 will say for this is the will of God your sanctification that you what flee from sexual immorality see in this day and age where everywhere you find posters to cleanse yourself to keep your mind pure even if you open biblegateway.com you have google ad biblegateway.com has google ad with very interesting pictures and you have to cross out their ad and then you have to answer google as to why you are crossing out crossing out that ad you have to give them the reason otherwise it will come back again yeah thank you you can cross out now but it will come back later then you should tell it is inappropriate Because Bible Gateway has got nothing to do with fashion of this world. Because most of the times, what do you have? Fashion. So he says that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. Again, First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 23. You were bought at a price, do not become slaves of men. You have redeemed from the earth. You have redeemed. In other words, don't have anything to do with this earth. Colossians chapter 3. We know this, right? If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, what should you do? Put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, etc. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Remember that you are. These were what? People who sang the new song because they were redeemed from the earth. In other words, holiness has to be learnt. You cannot just sing it. We can, that, that song is okay. Holiness, holiness is all that I need. So good. That's what I ask for. Fantastic. That's all the songs that we can, we can sing and we can also proclaim holy, holy Lord, but let me actually be holy so that one day I can sing that song. Next. So first we have, these are people who have the name of God on their forehead. Second, these are the people who were redeemed from the earth. All right. Third, they sang a new song. Third, they were not Defiled by women. The word for defile, of course, is to made to be made unclean or to be, uh, uh, you know, to have some kind of a dirt on you. Okay, but this word for women, of course, it stands for false doctrine. That's what defiles you. So it says in Jeremiah chapter twenty-three, verse fifteen. <clears throat> Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets: Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall from the prophets of Jerusalem. What has come? Profaneness has gone out into all the land. Profaneness or defilement. Other translations will use the word defilement. And then it, it says, Jeremiah 23 verse 16. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart. What is that? Oh, it's they speak the vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise me, the Lord had said, you shall have peace. 
and to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, no evil shall come upon you. They are very positive. And then what happened? What happens? Verse twenty-three, chapter verse twenty-one. I have not sent these prophets yet. There are. I have not spoken to them yet. They prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. You see that? And what is the? What are, who are these people? They are the people who have not defiled themselves with women. Let me tell you something, you know. The best way to keep yourselves from false doctrine is to know the true doctrine completely and perfectly, to the best of your ability. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not boasting or anything, but, but right from the time when I was growing up, I was mentored by people who knew the solid doctrine, very solid, right from my baptism days, when I was actually being taught the word of God. I had, I told you, you know, I had a mentor called Shibu. He was mentored by Zach Poonan, you can imagine. Hmm? Personally. And he was tough. And he was gentle at the same time. Okay. Gentle at the same time. And the one thing that he reminded me, I'll never forget the lesson, okay. When he was on campus, he had a second child, okay. Second baby. And then uh, we were all excited for him and then we went to his home and he would not lose an opportunity to teach us a lesson, okay, every time. And then... I was holding the baby, his, his second son, Joshua. He had first son, Caleb, second Joshua, okay? Caleb and Joshua, that's what he had. So I was, I was holding Joshua and I was just enjoying him. And then he said, Vijay, do you look at the tender child in your hand? He said, yes. That's how your conscience is when you're first born again. Tender like a child. Keep it as, keep it like that all the days of your life. Don't become hard in your conscience. Tender like a child. I'll never forget that lesson. What a lesson. <laughs> One mallu, then. My tail between two mallus. That's my story, okay? <laughs> That's exactly how he used to teach every opportunity, you know? And the final lesson whenever, when he was dropping off, dropping me off to the, uh, to the railway station, he said, Vijay, doesn't matter how many times you fall, even a million times, get up and come back to God. Two lessons in my life. In all those two years, I mean, one and a half years that I stayed there with them, you know, this is the two lessons which I carried. So important. You need to learn the right teaching so that when somebody comes and tells you the wrong thing, you'll know exactly. And he introduced us to all good teachers. Like, like he introduced us to David. He was the one who introduced us to David Wilkerson. We didn't even know a man called David Wilkerson existed. He showed us a movie in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a camp that we had uh, crossing the switchblade, and that is how we got hooked to David Wilkerson, and then of course to all the other teachers from them, from uh, from uh, from David Wilkerson on, on. Okay, those kinds of that's how that's the kind of teaching we had right from our uh, growing up days, so that we know when somebody is teaching something wrong, there's a alarm going off. It all looks very nice, smooth talk. What will they say? Look at what it says. He, they continually say to those who despise me, the Lord said, you shall have, what these people that despise God? Peace unto you. And those people who walk according to the dictates of their own heart, no evil shall come upon you. That's what they will say. But what do these people do? They have not defiled themselves with wrong teaching. They not allowed it to come and mess up their mind. 
Because you know, once once wrong teaching comes, it's so difficult to be to teach a person who's taught wrong. I remember when I was growing, again, I can tell you from the, my own life, I, I was writing an essay, by-hearted an essay given by my teacher. I copied it some, with some, because I, I was absent for the class, I copied the notes from somebody who wrote the notes. In that, there was a sentence called the little dog do. And so on. What does the little dog do? That's a grammatically absolute Absolutely waste statement. And my dad looked at that and he said, Vijay, what are you memorizing? What does little dog do mean? And he rephrased the whole thing and he tried to teach me. Why did I go to the exam and write? The little dog do. It's so difficult. Once you are taught the wrong thing, you are set. So it's very difficult to teach Christians who have been taught wrong. You see? See, everybody is born of the word of truth. But what kind of a seed was that? Was it the complete truth? Or was it okay, okay? You see, ultimately, what kind of a seed you are born from determines what kind of a fruit that will come out. Of his own will he begat you. How? By the word of truth so that you can be what? A kind of the first fruits of his creatures. And who is the first fruit of his creatures? Jesus. You understand? You should be a kind of the first fruits of the teachers. That means your life should be like the that of Christ. In other words, what, what is a seed that is sown into your spirit the very first time you are born again determines the fruit that will come out eventually. So how we were born again, what kind of a gospel you heard when you were born again is so, so important. That is the reason why false evangelists will produce False brethren. These are the people who do not defile themselves with the truth. Therefore, you have to love truth. And most often, truth is always painful. But it is good. You have to have the love for the truth, therefore. Alright? So, what should be the kind of teaching? Leviticus chapter 10, verse 8 onwards. The Lord then spoke to Aaron saying, Do not drink wine or strong drink, neither you or your sons with you, when you come into the tent of meeting, so that when you die, that so that you will die, it is a permanent statute throughout the generations, and to make a distinction between the holy and the profane, and between the unclean and the clean. And so as to teach the sons of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them through Moses. Therefore, what is the ultimate purpose of teaching? To teach you what is holy and what is profane. And what is what is something which will defile you and what will what, that which will make you clean. You are clean because you heard the word. That's what it says. But if I put dirty water on you, what will happen? It will become worse. Ezekiel chapter 44. Look at what it says. No priest is to drink wine when he enters into the inner court. They must not marry widows or, or divorced men. Uh, divorced women. They may not. They may marry only virgins of Israel, Israelite descent. Look at this. They may marry only virgins. These are priests of Israelite descent or widows of priests. Very clear. They are to teach my people the difference between the holy and the common or the profane, and to show them how to distinguish between the unclean and the clean. Okay, so that is the reason why we are teaching you so that you will be able to say what is right and what is wrong. So, so many questions we get on during pastor's conference, right? 
I mean, sorry, during our Q and A. So most of the questions, yeah, this is the teaching that we heard. This is the teaching, and most of the times, most of the, te- the questions are because of uh, based upon teaching. And there's one teaching which they will say that there are no tongues. Tongues have ceased. That's also a teaching. Thank God, I was. I, t- I told you, you no, know, the seed that uh, that was that God used to to cause you to be born again was a Pentecostal seed. Thank God, because uh, Shibu was full full on Pentecostal. Okay, he he's, he was the one who actually introduced to us the gift of tongues. He said you have to desire the gift of tongues, and from that from then on, there was some kind of a burning desire inside of my heart. Saying, Lord, give that to me, please. And one day, of course, eventually. Okay. It all started when I was 21 years old. I can't forget those two years, no? That set me for life. <clears throat> between the holy and the common. Show them how to distinguish me in the clean and the unclean. Therefore, therefore, these are the people who are not defiled by women. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. <coughs> It is the word, it is the truth that sets you free from, from being the slaves of sin and to become slaves of righteousness. Ephesians chapter 5. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water by the word. So that he might present her to himself. You see that? A church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she would be holy and blameless. <clears throat> so, what should it, what should the priests have? They should have the knowledge of the. They should have the knowledge of the holy. Exactly, they should have the knowledge of the holy. The fear of the Lord, nine ten. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one. That is understanding. Okay. 2nd Corinthians chapter 7. Look at this. Look at this verse. Okay, everybody, look at this verse. Okay. Verse 1. <clears throat> Therefore, having these promises, beloved, having these promises, beloved, let's cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, the question is, what should we use to cleanse ourselves? Read the verse carefully. Therefore, having these promises. So what should we use to cleanse ourselves from the every defilement of the flesh and of the spirit? These promises. Now question is, what are those promises? Important. No, it's very straightforward. So if I have to cleanse myself from every defilement of the flesh, of the flesh and the spirit, I need the promises of God. That's the reason why he says, having he has given us exceedingly great and precious promises so that we may be made partakers of his divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through. So what we need is the promises of God. The point is, what are those promises? (coughs) So we have to go just to the previous verse. To go to the previous verse, we have to go to the previous chapter because the chapter divisions are there, unfortunately. Look at what it says. Second Corinthians chapter 6. For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will, this is the promise. I will dwell among them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. <coughs> Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. And do not, what? Touch that which is unclean and I will 
welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. These are the what? Promises. And using these promises, what should we do? We should cleanse ourselves from every cleanse, uncleanness of the flesh and of the spirit. How do we do it? By living a separate life. What do we separate ourselves from? Again, the previous verse. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. You see how it, step by step we are going. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What did I underline? Yoke. Okay. For what fellowship? What did I underline? Fellowship has unrighteousness with lawlessness. And what? Third. Communion has light with darkness. What? Accord has Christ with Belial. And what? Part has believer with an unbeliever. And what? Agreement. Six things. You know, very interesting words. Yoked is an agricultural term. So in other words, don't do agriculture with unbelievers. In other words, a donkey and a ox cannot be put together. If you whip an ox, it will work better. If you whip a donkey, it will run. They have 360 degree vision. You know that, right? That is the reason why when you approach a donkey from behind, Try it once. Okay, experiment. It will take the hmm, leg and give you one shot. 360 degree vision. He says, I want, that is the reason why you cannot redeem a donkey. You have to redeem a donkey with the lamb, it says. And if you do not, cannot redeem a donkey, you have to break the neck. And he says, that's an agricultural term. That is the reason why he says, come to me, though all those who are heavy laden and with laboring with the guilt of sin and the penalty of sin, come to me and I shall give you. Everybody likes that. Ah, that that is only the first kind of rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That is what I'm talking about. Learn, learn, learn. And you shall what? Ah, you shall find rest to your souls. Then you shall find this is a rest initially and this is continuing in the rest and therefore what does God say? You shall labor to enter into that rest. How do we labor? By taking his yoke upon ourselves. Yoke is an agricultural term. What is fellowship? Business term. Vyavasayam, Vyaparam. In Telugu. You cannot do business with what? Unbeliever. So what is common? What business can you do with a lawless person? Who will say, let us uh, cheat on our taxes. You go to a Marwadi and tell him he will show you 250 ways as to how to avoid tax. I'm telling you, you know, they're the richest fellows and they don't pay tax at all. Who are the people who pay taxes? Software engineers. That is the reason why they're called bond servants. All these em- salaried employees, you cannot escape tax, right? It's, it's impossible for you to escape tax. TDS, yeah, exactly. So somebody said TDS. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. TDS will get deducted. TDS will get deducted, Baba. Even before you, this tax deducted at source. Oh my goodness. Even from the source it is cut. He says, what, what does this fellow do? What fellowship, what business can you do? What agriculture can you do? What business can you do? Third one is communion. Koinonia means what? Intimacy. What intimacy can ha- light have with 
darkness. First talks about agriculture. Second talks about business. Third talks about intimacy. Fourth turn talks about accord. You know what accord means? Symphonio, which is music. Can a believer and an unbeliever sing the same songs? In other words, can you have S.P. Balu Subramanian singing Trahima? Who's singing Trahima? S.P. Balu. Janaki. When you have so many other fantastic singers in Christendom, what you will call them? Do they believe in Christ? No. What is, what music is this fellow making to God? It might sound pleasant to your ears, but it is sounding like cacophony over there. It is sounding like the sounds of, songs of Belial. Agriculture, business, intimacy. That is the reason why it's so important to whom you get intimate with. Fourth is what? Accord is music. Fifth is part. What part is property? Can a believer and unbeliever share the same property? That is the reason why you know what happens most of the time when an unbeliever, I mean, becomes a believer becomes from, he comes from an unbelieving background. You know what the people say? We will not give you anything from our property. Huh? Exactly. They understand. But you don't understand. That's a problem. <laughs> that is the reason why when, people, when, when somebody said, no, Master, ask my brother to share the property. Hello. Who has made me a judge? An arbiter between you. Beware of covetousness. For a man's life does not depend upon the abundance of the things that he possesses. Therefore, he says the bonds of a rich man, etc., etc., etc. What business can you, what property sharings can you do with an unbeliever? Sixth is, agreement. You know what the word for agreement is? Votes. That is exactly the word. In Greek, vote. In other words, if you're a Christian, you can't vote. Democrat, thank you very much. Simple. A Christian cannot vote Democrat, Baba. So what agreement? What can you vote on? What are the pro- platforms on which that you, that you can vote for? Vote a Democrat. Oh, I agree with his what? With his what? What do you agree with? Gay marriage? Transgenderism? Abortion? No, no, no. Uh, he's, he's. Think about it. Think about it. How can you vote? Therefore, he says, having these promises, which will make you to understand whom to do agriculture with. You see, this is yoking is so important. You see, ministry, you cannot yoke yourself with a donkey. Boy, Paul was so tough. He said, John Mark, out. Save it. Can you imagine? And they had an incredible dispute. Who had a dispute? Barnabas and Paul. It's very interesting, right? I mean, you have to think about it. This is, you have to think about what, what is happening, okay? Paul goes to the church in Galatia. Whom does he take him, uh, 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 along with him? Who, whom does he take along with him? Uh, uh, uh. Excuse me? Uh, no, 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 no. See, see? No, 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 no. Titus. Uh-huh. It says, even Titus who was along the side of me was not forced to become circumcised. But when Peter came to Antioch, he was to be blamed. Who was along with Peter? 
Barnabas. Even Barnabas, it says, was being carried away by his hypocrisy. You see, that is the reason why some, some one preacher said, compromise is a besetting sin of encouragers. And what is Barnabas? Son of encouragement. Oh, you should only encourage, you know. You should not speak negative things. You see. Compromise is a besetting sin of encouragers. You should always encourage. Yes, you should encourage. You should also exhort and rebuke. <laughs> With all long suffering. Okay, yeah, we have we have to have all long suffering. Because the time will come when people will not what? Endure sound doctrine. You see? So first thing, they had the name of God on their foreheads. They were, they were what? Bond servants. Second, they sang a new song because they were the people who were redeemed from the earth. They had a life of holiness and separation. They learned what it is to be holy. Third one, what? They were people who do not defile themselves with women. They understood what is a doctrine which keeps them in that straight and narrow path. Fourth, they were virgins. You see, what is this virgin? I'll tell you. Virgin, in Telugu it's very interesting. It says, these are the people who did not even defile themselves with women. Women, They didn't even know what it is to be with women. That's how it is, it is rendered in Telugu. They didn't even know what it is to be with women. You see, when you taste something evil, the first time, it is very difficult to say no to it the second time. You know that? If you take bribe the first time, it is very difficult to say no to the no to the bribe second time. You taste pleasure the first time. It is very difficult to say no. So what is it? What is it? What is what is important? To taste what is sin and say no to it, or to say no to sin the very first time it is presented to you. Which is better? What do you say? John Manohar, you're the youngest among us, of course. Of course, we have Deepika also. Deepika, right? Divya and Deepika, okay. So you kept the other Deepika there, is it? Okay, no problem. Divya and Deepika. What is it? What is, to say no to sin before you even taste it. I don't even want to know the taste of sin. Are you taste ra? Okay, sorry, one, one puff. One chukka. Okay, chukka is going to be one. A chukka to start it. Dantra to chukka. It starts with one dot and then you will see stars. You will only keep seeing stars. Hallucination. It starts with that. That means, what is it? It's important. Say, Lord, I don't even want to taste it. That is the reason why. The very first proverb in the book of Proverbs is, My son, when sinners entice you, do not consent with them. Just run for your life. That was the very first proverb. In other words, let us taste it. We shall all have one purse. Ah, 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 ah. Say no. Because once you taste it, because you know what? It says, God gives us freedom from the penalty of our sin. God gives us the freedom from our power of our sin. That is what we call a sanctification. And ultimately, he is going to glorify us from the presence of sin. But the problem with the power of sin is because sin gives us what? Pleasure. The problem of sin is the pleasure that it gives. That has power over us. That's the reason why when Pharaoh asked this question, when do you want the frogs to be taken away from you? Tomorrow. One last night, please, with the frogs. I'll enjoy it. Unclean spirits. He wants to enjoy one last time. One last night. It's so foolish, right? What does what do Janus and Jamres do? When the frogs come, 
they also with their magic arts increase the frog not reduce it see they are also able to do it are a foolish fellow if they have more power they have to remove the frogs ray you see how 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 foolish you are because you have tasted it the the power of sin is in the pleasure of its sin that is the reason why it says when moses came of age he refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter he chose affliction with the people of christ rather than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin passing pleasures of sin sin has pleasure so what is it what are these people these are virgins means they don't even know what it is to be with a woman simple young people that's a challenge for you that's how daniel started you know what he started how he started his life what daniel wanted daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's what not food not food not food not food delicacy because delicacy ka matlab kya hai it is delicious kya baat hai the one day your tongue is used to the delish the delicacy of egypt uple karamle spicele oilele this is what you say there's no salt because you know what tongue kya it has tasted the delicacies of the king and nor with the wine that he drank that is the reason why he says when you are gone, we are invited to a king's uh, palace and if you are a man given to appetite put a knife to your throat that means every time you eat meat it goes a little one bump will go and your and your throat will get cut because meat no you have to chew chew and even if you even if you take a swallow it with water then it will make a bump like that no have you tasted that nor with no it doesn't happen with bindi okay bindi just goes smoothly <laughs> i love bindi you know okay no constipation also with bindi fantastic mm. <laughs> see king's delicacies nor with the wine he drank therefore he requested the chief of the that is how he became a eunuch what is a eunuch i don't want to taste what pleasure is that is a eunuch That is a person who has not defiled himself with women because he is a virgin by decision. That is the reason why there are there are people who are made eunuchs because by men. There are people who are born eunuchs, but they have been made eunuchs for the kingdom of God's sake. He was here to hear. Let him hear. He who can receive this, let him receive it. They don't want to even defile themselves that. taste i don't even want to taste it because if i know the taste no oh, i don't know what's going to happen to me my dear brothers so much so many of us have tasted that's the reason we struggle in so many areas right why do we struggle in certain areas because we have tasted it and we don't want to give up the taste taste nahi jana kuch bhi jana but taste nahi jana acha khana khana acha khana khayega to mar jayega tu koi baat nahi kha ke kha ke mar jayenge Doesn't matter. We'll eat and we will die. You see that? These are virgins. How many virgins in the house of God? 
that is the reason why this bride to become a bride is not an easy job baba it 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 is a determined effort from your side salvation is free but this is a determined effort and what is what is what is mentioned it's talking about the delicacies of the king right first kings chapter 18 then it happened when ahab saw elijah that ahab said to him is that you o troubler of israel and he answered i have not troubled israel but you and your father's house have in in that you have forsaken the commandments of the lord and have followed the baals about how did that happen now therefore send and gather all all israel to me on mount carmel and 400 and 450 prophets of baal and 400 prophets of asherah ah who eat at jezebel's table the delicacies of jezebel see they eat and what does jezebel give them permission to eat food or offer to idols and to commit what sexual immorality to defile yourselves with pleasure and treasure it promises and it says also promises eternal life what kind of a doctor that you can take part of pleasure and treasure and also eternal life how is it possible if you commit adultery you will you will not inherit the kingdom of god it says in first corinthians chapter 7 6 for 5 if i'm right you see that and what is mentioned what they eat is mentioned tastes are mentioned Mark's Gospel chapter 1 verse 4 John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching the baptism of repentance why was he able to f- preach that powerful sermon then all the land of judea and those from jerusalem went out to be baptized by him in jordan river confessing their sins now john was clothed with camel's hair leather belt and he ate locusts and wild honey i don't know how he did that how many of you when you look at locusts that looks tasty bolke bolenge tum log i don't know how he did that maybe he just fried them and then he dipped in honey and then ate i don't know maybe honey dipped locust locus. i don't know how how he processed this but something is mentioned about the, his eating what is mentioned simple he would not come under the power of any of these things which will compromise his life look at what it says in luke's gospel chapter 7 verse 24 when the messengers of john had departed he began to speak to the multitudes concerning john what did you go out into the wilderness to see a reed shaken by the wind but what did you go out to see a man clothed in soft garments indeed those who are gorgeously appareled and live in luxury what is luxury especially first started connected with what food are in what the king's courts <laughs> Matthew chapter 11 And from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers what violence and the violent take it by force you know why they are violent because they are violent on their own flesh they will not touch something which will allow them it's not that uh, food in itself is evil no it's neutral i'll come to the principle over there in a while for all the prophets and law, and and the law prophesied until john until john and if you are willing to receive receive it he is elijah you see that what did what did john come with he came with the spirit of elijah and he never ate from the king's table from jezebel's table and what was the food for who brought the food for elijah raven's food you think it was fantastic delicious food i don't know and he never asked questions and what did the widow in zarephath feed him roti 
I remember, you know, whenever I look at videos in Zarefa South, I remember uh, we went for a mission trip in uh, Kanpur, a place called Ghatampur, near Kanpur. We were invited to a local uh, believer's home. Poor people, okay. They have not even electricity in their home. And they made rotis on the, those uh, earthen tawas, right? You should taste those rotis, Baba. Roti and aloo curry and mirchi. That is, a, that is what he ate. Roti, aloo curry, mirchi, khon khayega, bhaiya? Pado. Thoda to hona chahiye na? Kinch kaat. Think. He who has ears to hear, <laughs> let him hear. <laughs> let him hear. <laughs> See, that is the reason why it's very important. I don't even want to know the taste of evil. 1619 Romans. You know this was very well, right? What does it say? Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent. When it comes to evil, I don't even want to know what it is. Innocent means I don't know. 1420, 1 Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants. But in your thinking, be adults. Evil, be infants. Hmm. So the point is that God is not God, God is not saying that we should not eat tasty food. No, we should enjoy tasty food. Come on. I mean, we should be connoisseurs. But the problem is that we should not we should have the ability to say no when we have to say no. Look at what it says in Daniel chapter 10. I, I mean, I look at Daniel. It's fantastic. Chapter 10 verse 2. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. How did he mourn for three weeks? I ate no choice food. That means pleasant food. In other words, before that he was eating choice food. Now, the, the point is, he did not come under the power of choice food. Choice food is okay. It's not that we should not eat choice food. But I can't live without it. No. I have to have something. In, in, in some places in, in, in Andhra, they have to have fish in the evening. Fish has to be there in the evening. Otherwise, it's a big discussion. Today, chapel market was closed. What shall we eat? Oh my goodness. Make sambar and give it to me. No problem. I say, what shall we eat? A big discussion. I ate no choices. But how did he have the practice of eating no choices? Because he made a decision at the very first not to defile himself with the pleasures of Egypt, you see. It starts there. So that even when you have practiced this, and when God even gives you those pleasures, at one time you will not come under the power of those pleasures. That's what it says in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. I have the right to do anything. You say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is what? constructive. It doesn't edify me. It doesn't build me up. 6.12 1 Corinthians. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is what? Beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by everything. So that's the reason why Paul says, you know what? I know how how it is to be abased and I know how it is to abound. That is the reason why he says, how did I beat myself? I was in hungers often. I was also in fastings often. Two, two things he mentions. He talks about hungers and he also talks about fastings. What is fastings? He has food but he, is, he has denied himself. What is hungers? He had nothing. He has okay. Therefore, therefore, young people, young people, make up your mind to fast once in a while. 
and if if need be studies say that if you skip meals <clears throat> for 28 days in a, at a stretch you will detoxify your body it's good for your body too it will save you from bp heart disease cancer diabetes etc it's got so many fantastic benefits so practice to say no to this fellow and no to this fellow look at even even for married couples look at what it says in first corinthians chapter 7 verse 12 verse 5 do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that satan does not tempt you because of your lack of and that's the reason why i like the song that we sang today god has not given us the spirit of fear but of spirit of love power love and of sound mind or self control because i want to be a virgin what is a who's a virgin who has refused to taste what sin sin is like <clears throat> so first thing repeat they have the name of god in their foreheads we'll come to that we'll come to the list later on but keep them in mind next we'll next 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 we'll go to the next thing they follow the lamb See the, the the order is very interesting. Once you have denied yourself pleasures and uh, comforts of this world, it doesn't matter where the lamb leads you. You are willing to go. You understand that? Otherwise, you will say, "No, Lord, not to this place. I don't know what is there. I need to have internet at least minimum." I my, my one of my colleagues is now posted in Bhutan in one of the places in Bhutan. Uh, He's a, he's a, he was a, he was an alumni of, alumni of triple IIT and he's, he's posted as a professor in an engineering college in Bhutan. He's enjoying that place, but one thing, Vijay, no internet, Vijay. <laughs> one year without internet. <laughs> For having internet, it's a, it's apparently very expensive in, 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 in Bhutan to subscribe to an internet. It's not easy to get it. You see. At least not. Some. Who are these people uh, in uh, US? There's kind of people they say Amish, Amish, Amish. No, you know Amish. I don't want to live like an Amish. But those people are very simple. You know that? Very simple. They're dressing, their lifestyle. They still run. Uh, they travel in bullock carts. I mean, they go to the other extreme. But I get the po- I get the point. Okay, they live it for my for me. <laughs> I learned the lesson. <laughs> See that is the reason why to follow the lamb wherever you go you should have been used to this life of denying yourself otherwise you'll say no you'll put restrictions on god <laughs> i don't know one of our uh, school students right summer so she went into the room of her bedroom of her parents and she switched on the ac in the afternoon and parents said you're not sleeping right now uh why are you switching on the uh, switching on the ac and she said uh, uh it's very hot mama i just want to uh, just just relax for a while she said no we don't want to switch on the ac right now we have, we'll do it later in the night while, while we are sleeping but we don't want to waste power and then she started weeping and she said no 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 i want to, i want to. and mother said no go to your room if you're not switching on the ac she started sulking and crying and went into the bedroom A mother came to her and said, "Why are you sulking, Mama? What is it, Mama? Just for a few minutes, I asked you to put on put on the AC." She said, "You know what? Next time, I'll put put on the AC. Next time you tell me that you want to be a missionary in Af- missionary missionary in Africa, I'm going to spank you. Don't say that." 
Next time you tell me that you want to be a missionary in Africa, missionary to Africa, I'm going to spank you. Don't say that. He started weeping. Oh, sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. I want to be a missionary in Africa. <laughs> you see, immediately, you see. Otherwise, you know what? You'll be used to comforts. And we'll, you'll not follow the lamb. Wherever it goes. Wherever he goes. Because you'll not be willing to pay the price. 14. Look, now great multitudes went with him. And he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not, what? Hate his father, mother, wife, children, brothers. Yes, even his own life. He cannot be my disciple. Because disciples follow God. Wherever he goes. And what is a f- one of the places that he might send you to is a place where you are, a workplace where is, where it is really, really tough to be unemployed. Look at what it says, First Peter chapter 2. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and to the gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when being mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit it is, when you sin and you are beaten for it, you endure. But when you do good and you suffer for it and you endure, this is the gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that so that you might follow his footsteps. He committed no sin, neither deceit was found in his mouth. Therefore it says in Hebrews chapter 13, so Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear his reproach. You see? Otherwise you will not follow the lamb wherever he goes. You see how logical the text of text is? A person who has denied himself and he said, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to defile my, my, myself with false doctrine. I'm not going to defile myself with sin. I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not going to taste it. I don't even want to know the taste of sin. Because I don't want to get come under the power of sin, even if it is legitimate. I don't want to be mastered by it. Okay. Then, next one. They are redeemed from among men. That means they are just not ordinary believers. They are above the men. Let, let us see what, are, what that means in the context of the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 3, it says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to... Babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you are not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving? The word for mere is there in italics, okay? You are behaving like, and they are, these are the people who are re- been redeemed from men. That means they are not just baby believers. You see, in other words, baby believers cannot become bride. See that. Next one. They are the first fruits. What is first fruits? Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 3. They are the first fruits. No, look at this. It says they are not giving the first fruits. They are the first fruits. So this is important. It says, honor the Lord, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. What does it mean? It means that if you know that you are the, in other words, you are the first fruits means what? You are giving the best that you have to who? To God. The best that I have belongs to God. 
First fruits mean you the 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 the, 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 the festival of first fruits. What what should you do? The festival first of the first fruits. You take the choice of your flock, the choice of your crop, and then you offer to God. And what are these people saying? The best in my life belongs to God. The best of my energy belongs to God. The best of my time belongs to God. The best of my intelligence belongs to God. Not that after I have enjoyed with the world all my life, one day when I retire, I will serve God. No. Now. Now. My best life now to God. Not to myself. These are the first fruits. Genesis chapter 4. Verse 3. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their family. means what? The best. That is the reason why he says, a lamb without spot or blemish was given for your sake. When God gave you, he did not redeem with perishable things like gold and silver, but by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without spot or blemish. Meaning what? In order to redeem you, he gave you the best. That's the reason why we sang that song, the offertory song. Two mysteries. My unworthiness and my worth. It was fixed upon the cross because you paid the price for me. That means in order to redeem me, God had to give the best. God so loved the world that he gave his the best. In other words, the first fruits of all his increase. And what are these people? They are the first fruits. And it's not, it's not that they're giving the first fruits. They are the first. In other words, if you don't have the attitude to give the best to God, you will not give the best to God. Malachi chapter 7, chapter 1 verse 7. You offered defiled food on my altar, but say, in what have we defiled you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible? And when you offer the blind as you sacrifice, as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably? <laughs> it's interesting you know, when, the, when, the, when the prodigal comes back home, bring the fattened calf. In other words, one fattened calf was being fed nicely. Like Pastor was saying, no, that the the pigs which eat the food from uh, five star hotel. Nicely being fattened. The best for when my son comes back, the best for him. And what do we give for the for the Lord? The dregs. The dregs of our time. The dregs of our resources. The salary comes. First, we don't factor God in that at all. I'm not talking about all of us, but if you have that attitude, you see, they are the first fruits. You know why? Because they have an attitude to give the best to God. That is the reason why it is good for man to bear his bear his yoke when he is young. Young. Give your best to God. All the disciples who were called, you know that? All the disciples who were called to full-time ministry before they were called, they were at least less than 35 years old. You know that? All the disciples. And it says even Saul, who became Paul, was a young man when they laid the the clothes at his, at his feet. Understand these things, my dear brothers. 
And I'm not saying that when you know the Lord, when you're old, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the attitude, the attitude, the attitude. The attitude I'm talking about. My best for God. That is the first fruits. See? Who's the bride? The best. That's the reason why when the, when the three, uh, uh, angels come to men, God and through two angels come to, come to Abraham, what does he do? He goes, runs, and he says, prepare the best. Best, best, that best. One of the things that you need to say when you invite the brothers to your home, give the best in your house for the brothers in the home. And serve sumptuously. Even, even if you think, oh, it's going to become, they'll, they'll not eat, maybe it'll become waste. Let it be a waste. Splurge it on them. Have that attitude. Splurge it. Because as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. So if they're, they're all your delight, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Those days, you know, when people don't come, come to my house, I said, Lord, crab, Lord. Crab. Because they like, many people like it, okay? I, I know pastor don't, doesn't like it, but I know. <laughs> so, but it's okay. Now I, I'm not uh, doing it. Don't worry. Okay? I'll give you something else, which is also the best if you come to my home. Then next, next one. No deceit is in their mouths. Their life is a life full. It's absolutely transparent. No playing games with God or with man. In other words, their mouths and the money are in the same place. <laughs> you understand? You understand? They don't do mukastuti. They don't flatter with their lips. But they're, huh? Matthew chapter 15. You hypocrites, Isaiah said, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. But in their lips, there is not what? No guile. Lips. They worship me with in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. It means, what is the least, what is the minimum requirement? Jesus called the crowd to them and said, listen and understand. What goes into your, goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of your mouth, that is what defiles them. You know that. I mean, their heart is plain and transparent before God. There's no hiding. Transparency. It's a sea of glass, it says. As if it's fire. Means what? Transparent life. Finally, they are without fault. Where? Before God's throne. Faultless to stand before your throne. In Christ, the solid rock has stand. That means they are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. When he shall come in trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. In Christ, the solid rock has stand. All other ground. Singing sign. In other words, what is my aim? So we make it our goal. Other translations will use the word aim. To please Him, whether we are at home or in the body or away from it. For we must all, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So that each of us may receive what is due for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. I persuade many. In other words, I live in the light of impending judgment. I know one day I have to give an account for every idle word that even, that even, even I spoke. I live in that light. 
You live in that light. That means what? A life of constant judging yourself. As if you are judging before God. Therefore it says, he who judges himself will not himself be judged. Because he has ensured that everything in his life is laid transparent before God. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Now, all has been heard. (laughs) Everything has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. (laughs) Here is the conclusion of the matter, my dear brothers and sisters. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. Why? For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Therefore, knowing the terror of God, we persuade men, meaning including myself. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Do not, do you not know that all run the race, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way that everyone gets the, that you get the prize. Everyone who competes in games goes into strict training. Okay, go start getting into strict training now. So if you're a man given to appetite, <laughs> say to the stomach, you follow? We shall fast. We shall fast. Okay. <laughs> we shall fast. You know, like, like, I, I told you, I like what Derek Prince said, no? He fasted one day. By the time he was craving for food, by the time he was, he wanted to fast two meals and he wanted to eat uh, dinner. He was craving for food and his stomach was yearning by the time he came to the night. And he looked at his stomach and he said, your stomach, you trouble me so much. You know what we're going to do? We're going to punish you. You're not going to have food. See, that is the way of God's discipline. How does God discipline? If he receives your sons, he will discipline you. So how does he discipline? It says, as a father disciplines his children, God disciplines us. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, how did he discipline them? By causing them to hunger. Oh, very interesting, no? (laughs) That is the way God disciplines, by causing them to hunger. That is God, father, father God's way of discipline. Father man, How we discipline? Very important. We have to learn from that father. It's good. He caused them to thirst for three days. So that all the bitterness from their, from their heart will come out. Three days! Till three days! They, they were all okay. They were singing with tambourines. Jay Christ! After that, they started murmuring. Cursed them to thirst. Cursed them, caused them to thirst. Cause them to hunger to know what is in their heart. It's very interesting. It's very important. Okay. So we come back to all those simple spiritual disciplines. They are very simple. Very difficult to follow. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. In Telugu, it is Sharirani Nalugokot Kuntaranta. Nalipedame. Nalupeda meaning, so I just pulverize it. That's a very interesting term, pulverize. Pulverize that fell into submission. So that after I have preached to others, I myself should not become disqualified. Because you know what? Knowing the terror of the Lord, I persuade myself. Hmm. So let us review. Who are these? Nine qualities. The number of spiritual divine completeness. They are those people who have name of the father on their foreheads. They sang before the throne of God. They were not defiled by women. They were virgins. 
They follow the lamb wherever he goes. They were redeemed from among men. They were first fruits to God and to the lamb. No deceit was found in their mouth. They were without fault before God's throne. So these are the nine characteristics of a bride. If you want to be, if you are interested in a bride. So as I said, no, aim for the stars. You will end up in the moon. Aim for the stars, you will end up in the moon. Oh, Reva, what Natural satellite. Okay. You will end up in the moon. Aim for it. At least you will end up in the second heaven. I'm sorry, the new heaven. Not not the second heaven. The new heaven. <laughs> no, second heaven. The new heaven. Okay. End up in the new heaven. New. Okay. Earth, okay. Maybe new earth, everybody, everybody is given guarantee. No, if you're just, if you come out, I think everybody is given the guarantee to of new earth. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong in my interpretation, but get the principle. Don't major on minors. Major on the majors. So this morning, let's make a new resolution. Lord, let these lessons become a part of my life. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you once again. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you teach us that, Lord, you would systematically, Father, ingrain your doctrine in the deepmost parts of our inner man so that that doctrine will determine the life that we will live. Teach us your ways. Continue to teach us your ways. Let this just not be head knowledge. Let it percolate even through our mind and into our soul and into our inner man. And change us from the inside out and cause us to walk in your ways. To that end, I pray that you bless each and every one of us. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you all in the evening.